Where do we start this? And the answer doesn't matter. We're having a good time. Right. <laughs> he couldn't wait to get in here. You need sales balls to make sales calls. I'm tweeting that puppy. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Sell or Die podcast. We're your hosts, Jeffrey and Jen Gittimer. I'm the author of The Little Red Book of Selling and 15 other best-selling books and the creator of the seven-figure sales formula program. I grew up in Philadelphia, sold in New York City, but was smart enough to move to Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm the author of Sales in the New York Minute and creator of Breakthrough Business Babe Community. Fun fact, I'm obsessed with our dogs and consider them humans. If you have a dog, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sell or Die is for sales professionals, salespeople, sales managers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to sell more at full price, earn loyalty, and have an unlimited stream of referrals. Every single episode is going to give you real-world, easy-to-implement solutions so that you can get your calls returned, your proposals read and acted on, all while creating relationships that you can take all the way to the bank. It's time to sell or die. And we're live. We are live, and I'm so happy to be alive. So we're, we're live and alive. alive. <laughs> right, we're live and alive. That's exactly correct. And this is another amazing, amazing episode of Sell or Die. And I'll tell you, I don't know how many hundreds of them we've done, but every time we do an episode, I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too, because we get to you, die hard, and we get to really get creative about what's going on in our world, our life, our sales world, and let it all out there. So let me throw a couple of things at you, Jen, to sort of set the tone for this episode. Right now, the world is kind of upside down a little bit with COVID, with elections, with all kinds of things that are happening in the world, a little bit of disruption. How is a salesperson going to not be diverted at this moment in time and keep their eye on the prize, one thing, and keep their mind on the prize, another thing? What do they have to do? There's a lot of things that they have to do, but there's also, and this may be more important, what they shouldn't do. Yeah, I agree with you. They shouldn't talk about politics. Right. You don't want to talk about politics. You don't want to... You know, all the things you kind of learned in grade school, like growing up, these are the things when you finally get to have business meetings, you don't talk about, they still hold true, but they hold true even more now. Yeah, there's definitely a diversion. There's definitely more of a split than there's ever been in terms of everything. I mean, we're divided. The only thing that is uniting people right now is our profession, sales. People need products, people need services, and it doesn't matter what race, religion, color, creed, party, anything. If you need paper for your copier, you don't care where it comes from. You need paper. If you need- So a I think that there's one thing that is actually standing out, which is right now people are craving connection more than they ever have. I spoke to a friend today driving out to the beach and she and I spoke for 45 minutes I can tell you pre-COVID, we've never had a conversation on the phone longer than five minutes. 
Wow. And it's interesting because we were just talking about, we haven't talked since March. What has it been like? What's your experience been like? What's your experience been like? Where are you at right now? How are you feeling about everything? You know, there was just so much to really connect on about it. And granted, that's a friend. I'm not, actually, I did sell her something. At the end of the conversation, she decided she wants to opt to buy my uh, seat to my workshop. But, you know, that wasn't, my goal of the call was really I wanted to catch up, you Mm -hmm. know, and the sale came just because we had great connection and she trusts and believes in what I'm selling. And so I think you have an opportunity right now to call every single one of your past customers and have a conversation with them and check in with them. Literally, how are you? How is your family? Ask those kinds of questions and care about the answers. Yeah, I think that there is an opportunity to literally, if you can find an old customer, an old friend, an old somebody, and I don't mean old in age, I'm just talking about someone that you've had a previous relationship with that COVID has sort of gotten in the way of. If you can discuss what's been going on and have something mutually beneficial to talk about, what what good happened, not what bad happened, you're going to have a chance to rebuild that relationship in a heartbeat because they're going to remember that they liked you and they're going to remember that some time has passed and you have this COVID thing in common. And I think it's going to build camaraderie. Yeah, for sure. You know, this week we met with one of our business partners and he came over and gave this great presentation about where the company has been for the past 10 years, right? Every every year, basically, where it was, what the milestones were, history what lesson, the amazing right. things, what's that? A history lesson. Yeah, it was a really cool history lesson to see the trajectory of the company, where it, you know, when you're looking back, you can really say, oh, we should have done that, and we should have, we could have done that, we should, you know, all the things that you, it's hard to see in the moment what the right decision is sometimes. And so- It's at a pivotal point right now. And what was so interesting to me is that you partnered with someone even a decade ago who had such a resilient and positive mindset. And I don't know if you even realized it at the time, but now going through COVID, you know, some people are given up, some people are thrown in the towel, some people are just pissed off and frustrated. And when he came over and gave this presentation. He was on fire. Yes. And he had one message that he never actually said, but I could feel it in his heart. And it was that his success was inevitable. Yeah. He's always had that attitude and he's always had that state of mind, not a mindset, a state of mind, which is there's a huge difference to me. I've always had a friendship with him and literally a love for him just based on his family background and, you know, children and stuff like that, just seeing what a great daddy was. But this guy's driven and his company's going to become successful. This company, his, my involvement, his involvement, your involvement is going to make it a success. And rather than look at, okay, let's look at the opportunity. And I mean, anyone else in his boat, right? And I'm not going to say who he is at the moment, because I think it's cooler that it's a mystery, but also because I'm about to say this part, which is that like he knows his biggest customer is going away. His biggest customer is saying, peace out, leadership change, whatever, whatever. It didn't phase him one bit. He's like, 
Our biggest no, customer no. is going out the door and we have a backup plan. And in addition to the backup plan, here's the additional backup plan. It was right. like, you know, like how many of you right now, diehards, are so confident to know in your heart without a doubt, just like, you know, the sun is going to come up tomorrow. How many of you actually know your success is inevitable? 100%. And you take actions based on that belief. Because if you live in that state of mind, and I love the distinction between mindset and state of mind, but if you live in that state of mind, you're going to take actions from that state of mind. The sun will come up tomorrow. <laughs> but here's the, <laughs> here's the situation. This COVID thing has caused at least 50% of the businesses in America to go into plan B. Or C and, or D. <laughs> Yeah, but many of them didn't even have one. Right. They're rolling along like everything's A-OK fine, and all of a sudden, the shit hit the fan, and these people were devastated. What do I do now? They're like running around in circles like a chicken with their head cut off. They didn't have a plan B. Or when COVID hit, they didn't think that they could have a plan B. Well, there were a lot of speakers who said, I'll just wait for this to pass. Oh, my God. My speaking business? devastated. It still right. is. And it's going to be for the next year. Right. Can you imagine if you sat back and you're like, well, I'll just wait for this to pass. You know what? It's the biggest blessing that ever happened to our business. Hell Literally. yeah. But that's because we approach it like that. You know, I keep thinking about our, you know, our Japanese restaurant that we love. Yeah. So every time we go there, it's a little bit different. Like when we first went there, you to get your to-go order, because that's all they were offering, you walked in, there was this long table, you walked in, you paid, whatever. Then about every month, they've made an update. Then they probably looked at that and said, you know, this is working, but here's how it could work better. Let's make a window so that we don't have right. to like interact as much. There's not too many people. You know, let's make a window kind of like those ice cream windows. And let's put a couple tables outside. Right, right. Because it's warm out. Yeah. And, and so they did that for a while. The tables are on the street, <laughs> like one foot from the street. <gasps> it's oh, like narrow patch of grass. You know what I'm talking about? And they got them like, there. It's like Jews going for Chinese food at Christmas and you eat in the parking lot because <laughs> the restaurant's so full. Okay. <laughs> but it's like every night. <laughs> you order to go. Okay, but yeah. we know the owner and yeah. he had that mindset of... This guy held the door, cleans the tables, washes the dishes, prepares the food. He does everything for his restaurant to succeed. You knew this guy was going to do fine. Oh, absolutely. He's, absolutely. Other restaurants okay. are going, oh, I can't make it. I'm going to die. You know, I feel for them because they didn't have the understanding of how to do something different or better. Yeah. Because we so, know people that, have, we, you know, we know the resident culture people, they're going to be fine. Because they've figured out other methods of distribution and other ways to get their product out and going to restaurants and going to, you know, wherever they could possibly sell stuff. They started doing their own canning. They, you know, they did what they had to do in order to survive slash thrive, not simply survive, not get by. It's you can't cut your way, cut expenses your way to success. At some point, you got to sell. We've seen it time and time again. Businesses are losing sales because of bad training. Think about it. Who loves the online training at their organization? 
answer just about no one. It's a hassle to create and distribute. It's often tedious to take. And that's because you have to cobble together authoring apps, learning management systems, and uneditable third-party content that looks like it's from the 1990s. And none of these work nicely together. So what do you do when you're an expert in sales, but not in training? You turn to Rise.com, the online training system that your sales team will love. Rise.com is an all-in-one system that makes online training easy to create, enjoyable to take, and simple to manage. Not only can you create, distribute, and analyze sales training easily in Rise.com, you also get tons of training content that's beautiful, well-researched, and enjoyable for learners. Help your team succeed with useful product guides, insightful marketing information, and a safe environment to practice real-world scenarios. Are you ready to train your sales team better? Start a free 30-day trial at Rise.com slash sell or die. So, you know, I, the, the point of all of this is you're either in one of two camps. You're either in the camp of, yeah, of course I've been resilient. I listen to your podcast all the time. And so I'm actually on the road to thriving again and I'm fine. And if you're on that road, like the Japanese restaurant, great. Now what? How can you tweak what you're doing and make it even better? How can you take a step away just for like a day, maybe hang out, maybe take a day off, maybe go for a really long walk, like a two hour long walk, but do something to get out of your norm. COVID threw us all out of our norm. And so that's when you had to reinvent. Now that you've reinvented, how can you make it even better? What can you do to do something that like takes it to the next level? Or, I, I, let me just say something here, Jenny. COVID sure. didn't take us out of our norm. It took us out of our routine. It took us out of our world. It took us, it just, it literally knocked people to the ground. Yeah. We've never run out of toilet paper before <laughs> in my lifetime. And that's an indicator that the world was upside down. We've yeah. never worn masks before. We've never had restrictions before of where you could go and where you couldn't go. Can't go to the movies, can't go to church, can't go, whatever the restrictions are. It was everything that we knew as normal was knocked sideways. Yeah. So let's look at the resilience of people just in their normal lives, not just in their business. Yeah. And then I guess there's other diehards, and you're totally right, Jeffrey. It it didn't just take us out of the norm. It took us way, way beyond that. Right. But, you know, then there's, so we have the survivors heading towards thrivers who listen. And we also have the people who are suffering. We also have the people who are trying to figure it out, really lamenting the fact that they've had to go through this pissed off. And I don't think we have that many of those people in our listenership because most of you are yes attitude people. Mm-hmm. But if you're in that boat, stop thinking about what you can't do, as Jeffrey would say, and start thinking about what you can do. And I think there's another part of the focus, Jen, and I've talked about it literally this whole time. If you don't love what you're doing, go find something you love to do because now's the time you can make that switch. The world is upside down and backwards. And if you're going to be starting over, you might as well start with something you love to do. Yeah, 100%. So diehards, you have your instruction now. 
you've proven that you can be resilient. You somehow found enough toilet paper to get your way through this whole COVID thing. And you put yourself in a position where you recognize what you had to do, your family, your whatever your circumstances are, and you made it through this part of the process. Now it's time to go out or go virtual and start winning. The economy's coming back and it's going to go far with or without you. And you have to decide how you're going to appear post-COVID because it's coming very quickly. And when it shows up, there's people that are competitors or yours getting ready right now. They're sharpening their saw. And I'm telling you, now is the time to dig in deeper than you've ever dug before and get what you need to get ahead. Study what you need to get ahead. Stop throwing your time away thinking it's going to pass and you got to wait for something else to happen. Dude, it's happening right now. Don't let that pass you by. I think also, you know, a lot of industries are never going to go back to the way they were. And things are going to be different. And you need to be thinking about not just what to be doing right now, but what is it going to look like five, six, seven months down the road? What are people going to want to keep? Like you and I, we found a blessing in this, right? And we're digital. We pivoted the company to be digital with courses and you do Facebook Live and, you know, like you're not going to go back to the way things were. No, and neither are many people. They're not going to go, quote, back to their office. They've all learned to work from home. The commercial real estate industry has yet to wake up and recognize (laughs) people aren't going to go for big fancy offices when they can work at home. Yep. Now, is it going to be everybody? No. Is it going to be somebody? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And your job is to, as a diehard, is to look around you and see what's going to thrive because people are going to be working from home. Maybe there's ways you can sell desks or chairs or any vus or, you know, look at all (laughs) the things that are going to happen that are brand new that have never happened before. So whenever something falls, something else rises. Yes. And it's going to, at home is going to take over. Yeah, there'll be less offices, but what's your damn point? You get to stay in with your kids. Look how much fun it's been. It's, you know, I just feel like this has been, you know, even though it's a curse, it's been a blessing. Well, it's just how you look at it. You get to choose if it was a curse or a blessing. Yeah. You know, and thousands of people have died. It is a true pandemic, but it has been, you know, no one really knew what to do. It's never happened before. Did everybody do the best thing? Probably not. Could lives have been saved? Probably. It got, in my opinion, is way too political. But the bottom line is, we as salespeople, as diehards, had to adapt to our customer situations, our own love of what we do, and how do we protect our family and our homes? Those are the elements that basically took over that instinctive survival method that everybody, you know, or state of mind that everybody has literally involuntarily. And so people have thrived up to this point in time and dudes and dudettes, I'm telling you, (laughs) now is the time to make your plan, get the hell out and do something you love. (laughs) Thank you for including the dudettes. Oh, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Until next time, I'm Jen Gittimer. I'm Jeffrey Gittimer, her secretary. Uh I'm challenging you to get out there and make something happen for yourself with something that you love so you can make your sales even if your ass falls off. 
Thank you so much for listening to Sell or Die. We hope that this episode has helped you transform the way you think, given you new ideas, and provided you a new perspective on the sales and business challenges that you face every day so you can get out there and win the customer all the way to the bank. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us help more people just like you make a difference in this world. Don't forget to take a screenshot, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag us at Jeffrey Gittimer and at Jen Gittimer. See See you you next week. week.